I'm Wendy Michelle, personal trainer and nutritionist turned researcher, innovator, and precision wellness specialist. Welcome to Whole, Healthy, and Free. This podcast is all about equipping you with cutting-edge tools and information for accomplishing your health goals and becoming your best version of you. I have collectively spent over 20 years behind the scenes in clinical healthcare, in food and supplement manufacturing, in alternative medicine, and fitness marketing. What I've seen behind closed doors and experienced in real life has provided me with an education no formal textbook would dare to write about. From it all, I learned that health is much easier than it has been presented to be. People are capable of way more than they realize. And the majority of what masquerades as healthy is commonly what actually contributes to illness. I break it all down and bring it all to light for the sole purpose of giving you your power back so you can reclaim your health to live whole, healthy, and free. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Whole, Healthy, and Free. I am so happy to be back with another amazing guest. I feel like this year has brought some of the most incredible people since I've been doing this podcast uh, I can't wait to see what the future brings. If it's going to continue in this direction, uh, I couldn't be more honored, really. Today, I have with me Dr. Sarah Rahal. She um, has an incredible product that I'm going to let her talk to you about. Uh, this goes back to one of my staple supplements, something that I think everyone should have in their home if they don't already is colostrum. And she is by far the expert on this. So I'm not even going to try <laughs> to um, do a synopsis at the beginning. No summary necessary. You want to hear it straight from her, believe me. So a quick intro for her. Um, she has a brand. It's called um, Armra. And uh, I'll let her share more about that with you and um, her why behind creating this brand. But Armra is the brainchild of Dr. Sarah Ray Hall, MD who is a double board certified pediatric neurologist with expertise in environmental and functional medicine. She trained at Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center in New York. And prior to founding Armra, she was the assistant professor of neurology and pediatrics and director of pediatric headache at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital. So clearly she has um, a lot of expertise to share with us today. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to have this chat with you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I would love it if you could just um, share a little bit with my audience about your experience. Obviously, you have extensive background. Um, if you can get into some of what you've you know, done over the years, what you've studied, and also what the inspiration was but behind getting into that field of work. And then if you wouldn't mind just dovetailing that into what inspired you to start a, a brand. Sure. Um, so I come from a pretty, I grew up in the North, in the, in, in the Northeast um, in New Jersey, right out of, right outside of um, New York city. My, my parents are from Lebanon. Um, so I'm, I'm first generation here. And really early on, um, kind of knew I wanted to go down the, the medical field path. Uh, I just am a very curious person. Uh, and there is something to me that's fascinating about the human body, as it is to so many of us. 
Um, and so went down the pretty traditional path to, um, you know, becoming a medical professional, went to um, medical school here in New York, did all my training, um, decided to pursue neurology because, well, what is the most mysterious part of the body? It certainly is our brain. Um, and subspecialized in uh, pediatric neurology because there, there was just a host of really um, interesting neurodevelopmental conditions that I, that I found interesting. But also, you know, kids are resilient. And so there's an element of hope when you're treating kids that isn't necessarily always there when you're dealing with an older population. Um, so while some people shy away from kids because it can be really sad and devastating when things go wrong, um, I gravitated towards it because I, I saw so much possibility um, in intervening early and, and really impacting meaningful change. Um, and I think that kind of speaks to where I ended up in the second chapter of my career, um, which is I, I do think that, that the, the body is just uh, such, a, uh, such a powerhouse and has an innate wisdom about it that if you can just equip it with the optimal tools to function, it really has the um, ability to restore and repair and heal itself. Um, so, you know, fast forward through all of this medical training, I set up a very busy uh, practice on the Upper East Side out of, out of uh, one of the academic institutions and was treating kids in chronic pain and headache, which was my subspecialty. Um, very busy practice and months and months long waiting list. I was really the only pediatric headache specialist in the area. Um, and headache is actually really common condition in kids and it goes under-recognized um, quite frequently. Um, and it's not normal for children three, four, or five years old to have a chronic daily headache. This is, this is, this is a, an astonishing thing to be seeing so much of um, in my practice. Um, so I had supplemented my training along the path with some more um, uh, functional medicine. Uh, I, I got trained in environmental health. I did some, even some acupuncture work. Um, and was really trying to serve kids in my practice in the best way I knew how, which was a very holistic approach, really understanding deep dive into what these kids' genetic imprinting was, and then all of the epigenetic factors like their nutrition and lifestyle and family dynamics and, and home environment and all the things that were kind of um, impacting their bodies in a, in a, in a way that, that could um, translate into the, the chronic health issues that I was seeing. And as you and I'm sure your listeners know, it requires quite a bit of work. It requires hours of, of conversation with parents and, and kids and doing a real deep dive and doing subspecialty testing um, for different, um, you know, uh, different allergens and, and microbiome testing and, and all of this kind of work. And I was getting into arguments with my department on a almost weekly basis um, because they wanted me writing prescriptions, you know, seeing as many patients as possible in and out because that's the, that's the Western model. It's a band, it's focused on band-aid solutions. And I couldn't in good conscience continue to practice in this traditional model. I, I wasn't doing good by my patients. I wasn't addressing the underlying issue. And at the same time, I personally started to struggle with some very severe gut health issues that I turned to my smartest 
uh, colleagues, you know, in the medical profession for help with all my gastroenterology and, and, and surgical friends who, who this was their bread and butter. Um, and they were offering me again, these band-aid solutions that were not addressing the root cause. And, and so, you know, a combination of these forces at this time were like, you need to focus on building something that can serve more people than you ever can one-on-one -on -one in an office because this model isn't sustainable. So I, 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 I left, um, I left my stable job <laughs> at the hospital and um, went rogue. I, I, I went on a journey researching and trying to uncover um, what could be really impactful ways to uh, change foundational health in the body. And what I thought I was leaving medicine for was maybe to build a better infant formula. Um, because again, what I was seeing in my practice was chronic disease. Today, 54% of children have a chronic disease diagnosis. 54 Wow. wow. And in the 1960s, it was 1.6. Now, our genes didn't mutate in a generation and a half. These are all health issues that are being driven by the modern environment and a landscape that very rapidly changed over the past few decades. We've got unprecedented pollutants in our air. We have agricultural pesticides laid in in all of our food. We have ultra-processed uh, ingredients masquerading as food. We have chemicals that are completely unregulated and untested in our bath, body, home care, even toy products. And we see the ramifications of this, as you would imagine, in the vulnerable population very early in life that's developing rapidly. And so we see this surge in kids. So I thought, you know, maybe I need to work on a better infant formula because nowadays 80% of kids get infant formula. This is the first food that's coming into their body. This is setting their blueprint in the body. And if you read the label on any infant formula, the top ingredients are things like corn syrup, solids, maltodextrin. I mean, these are chemical concoctions. And so I was researching at the time colostrum, which is the first milk that all mammals produce. And it's made for like two, three days after delivery. Um, and for any of you who are moms know, it, it looks different than milk. It's like mm -hmm. this thick, goopy, orange, they call it liquid gold actually, mm -hmm. orange substance. <laughs> and even the doctors are like, this stuff's really important. Make sure the baby gets some of this stuff because it, it's the first milk to come out and it is chock full of all of these really unique peptides, fats, fibers, antibodies, bioactive molecules, and they act like the blueprint to optimize development of the immune system and all of the organs very early in life. And it's one of the reasons why babies who don't get any colostrum or breast milk early in life have a higher risk of immune dysregulating issues later in life, like asthma, allergies, eczema, we see the boom of these things. Um, because the, this, is, this is setting the foundation in the body. And so I thought maybe I could, you know, take this colostrum product and maybe I could make a better infant formula using this as a base. And cow colostrum, colostrum from cows, has been used by people for a very long time. It's available. Um, and 
And what I realized when I was doing this research was I wasn't just finding research studies showing that it's beneficial in infants. But what I was also seeing is there's over 5,000 research publications here and they're documenting health benefits at all ages of life. And I said, how could this be? How could this product for babies be helpful if you take it when you're older? And what I learned is that one of the ways that colostrum works most powerfully in the body is that it seals up something called the immune barriers. And what that means, it's just like we have skin as this physical barrier on the outside that separates us from the outside world. We have the same thing that lines the inside of the body. This is intuitive, but we don't really think about it. But it, it, it's the inside lining. It lines the nose, the sinuses, the lungs, the gut, the urinary reproductive tract. It's that barrier and interface between everything we're inhaling and ingesting from the environment and our bloodstream. Now, what's problematic about this modern environment is the first pathway in the body that all these things I talked about affect, the pollutants, the chemicals, the ultra-processed ingredients. They hit this immune barrier and they damage it. And they break down the integrity of the barrier. And that allows things that aren't supposed to be getting into the body to get to leak inside. That triggers the immune system inappropriately and drives inflammation. And inflammation is what underpins almost every single modern chronic disease that we see. Mm -hmm. And it's big, scary stuff like autoimmune conditions and MS and neurodegenerative problems. But it's also the low-grade inflammation that drives the day-to-day -day health issues almost everybody you know struggles with. The mental fog, bloating, low energy levels, sleep problems, fatigue. So, so this is really interesting because what colostrum is doing is it was evolved in mammals 300 million years ago to be the first food that goes into the body to seal up the immune barrier like glue and to protect the baby. Because just like we have this problem with the barrier because it's damaged by the modern living circumstances, when babies are born, their barrier is immature. So this natural product has spent millions of years evolving specifically to fix that problem in babies. And it does the same thing when you take it if you're two months old, or two years old or 20 or 90. It goes in and seals up that barrier and protects you. And Amazing. it restores a very foundational pathway in the body. It's almost like this, this, this ancient food, this, this truly, the, the only true superfood that is uniquely purposed for the challenges that we're facing in the modern era. And if you think about it, because it's working on such a foundational part of the body, the benefits you get from sealing up that barrier are multi-purpose. So you get all these knock-on benefits once you seal up that barrier. Not just are you immune protected, but now you've, you've dr driven down inflammation in the body. So your mental clarity, your energy levels, your digestion, your mood, all of these things um, re reap the benefits of it. And so it's a really accessible, convenient 
um, way to intervene in the body and affect really meaningful change. And so I kind of pivoted from this infant formula model to now having a product that could have utility for anybody who took it. Could be an accessible health tool for around a dollar a day that could meaningfully improve the health of anybody who took it. Because we all do the best we can to avoid these modern threats, but you know, we can filter our air and eat organic all we want. These, some of these things are unavoidable. It's just, we're, we're, we're confronted with it on a daily basis. So we need that extra layer of protection. And so what I did as a next step is I, I went to create a product that would really be the most beneficial version of what was available. So as I mentioned, the, the colostrum from cows um, is actually considered a waste product in the industry. Cows make a lot more than their calves can consume. So we sold the, we, we buy for Armour Colostrum, the excess, the waste ingredient. Awesome. We use that as our raw material. We buy exclusively from grass-fed cows and U.S. Uh, dairy family-owned farms. And what we did is we developed a low-heat extraction technology. And what that means is, you know, everybody has problems with dairy these days, but that doesn't evolutionarily make any sense because dairy is supposed to be the most nourishing thing you put in your body. It's a, it's a natural food for infants. It's not the dairy that's actually the problem. It's the way that we process it. By pasteurizing it and sterilizing it with high heat, we change the shape of the peptides and the proteins inside the, the milk product. And it becomes unrecognizable to the body as a food. Body can't recognize it. It doesn't look the same anymore. That's what triggers this inflammatory reaction and people get digestive issues and skin issues because of it. So by avoiding the use of high temperatures, we're able to keep the colostrum in its almost raw form, but it's still you know, pasteurized and sterilized according to, to uh, safety and FDA protocol, but we've just been able to do it without the use of heat. So it retains the integrity of this natural product. And we just completed a tranche of research um, in September, comparing it to other colostrum on the market it's 32% better at conferring antibacterial immune protection wow. because of the way we, we use it. And I have so many dairy intolerant customers or people with dairy allergy who take my product and have no issue. It's actually anti-inflammatory instead of inflammatory. So it really comes down to the processing. You know, you can have the purest, best raw ingredient, but if you're going to go and destroy it, by you know the conventional manufacturing processes, at the end of the day, you're you're doing a disservice to any of the effects that it's supposed to it's supposed to have on the body. And as a secondary step, we also honed it for the human body. So we took out a lot of the compounds that are specific for cows. So it's actually the most concentrated product you can get on the market. It's just those bioactive ingredients, those peptides and antibodies and growth factors and all those beneficial things. So it's just a one gram dose that packs this powerful punch. You're not having to scoop five, six, you know, uh, uh, jars full a day, like, like some of these other things. It's a, it's a, it's a very, um, convenient, um, uh, form to really incorporate into anything in your, in your daily routine. Um, and so that, that's the, the kind of the origin story and genesis of the product. 
And um, it's just, I'm humbled every day because we get feedback from users and it's just impacting such meaningful change for people. Um, and it may, I know, I know it should because of how it worked, but it's just amazing and powerful to see the, the wisdom of nature at work, just equipping the body back with, you know, with, with the guardrails that are supposed to be in place, putting back that barrier, it can then function to its, to its optimal purposing. You don't need to over-engineer anything. All of our innovation is around preserving what nature has already spent millions of years perfecting. You know, we're, we're not trying to one-up any, anything here. Um, and so that's, um, it's, it's, it's really, um, just it's really humbling again to to see um how how well our bodies can work when they're in harmony with it with their with their environment yeah that's amazing i mean and i i have so many questions um but mostly i'm just so impressed it's very rare to to find this well one a company that wants to really harness what we know has worked throughout evolution without minimizing it almost in a way to go, well, see, we've done it better than nature, but really nature didn't make any mistakes. And it's about recognizing the power of that and utilizing the synergy of what is technology that we have access to now to, to really uh, expand the benefits of what nature has, which I think from my opinion, I do believe that that was the intention all along was just that we would get better at embracing nature versus competing with nature as if nature is trying to be a bestseller and we're, you know, trying to knock it out of the market or something. Totally, totally. I, I, I really subscribe to this notion of, um, the, the anti-fragility of mother nature, that it is, it is tried and true and tested over millennia of forces (laughs) that, um, you know, it, it requires, it requires a level of humility to just say, you know, I don't have to know everything that this has been shaped by powerful forces over time and has been honed and perfected. And you have to trust um, that it's co-evolved with the human body and there's a synergy there that needs to be respected. And any attempt to kind of um, outsmart, outsmart what, what nature has done, I, I, I think we have many examples from history of how that's fallen flat. So yeah, never a good idea. <laughs> never a good idea. And- and not necessary. I think in a lot of ways that mentality sets us back. If anything, it doesn't allow us to really progress, you know, as humans, I I'm a big believer that we don't even really truly know human potential because once we started getting our hands on or evolving to the point where we could grasp some of these greater concepts of science, then we started implementing them into pharmaceuticals and into chemicals. And so versus applying what we've learned and enhancing nature when we do it that way we don't really know what the what our potential is we don't know how what our longevity could be what our daily energy levels could be because now we're fighting against 
in a, in a lot of ways, our own creation. And so once we can set that stuff aside and just, like you said, kind of be in a position of humility and say, teach us, teach us nature about what, what we can do in order to work together and then, and, and be the best versions of ourselves in that way. And even the supplement industry, I feel like has become such a, uh, a space of, well, there's one, I think it's kind of two sides of the coin. People will say, well, I feel fine. I don't need a supplement. So they just think that there's no reason to add anything to their daily routine if they feel okay. Um, and then there's people who are already, who are then sick and have already gotten to the point where they have massive symptoms and issues. And now they're trying to figure out how to make themselves better. And there's really like another, a third way to do it, but very few do, which is exactly what you just explained through the whole intro, which is we we're just exposed to these things and we need to take care of ourselves along the way versus ignore it until it's a problem and then just be reactive. Um, and, it, and at that point it's hard because how many different supplements are there to choose from in the market? How would you know which one is going to help? And that's what I love about colostrum is it's a catch-all. It's kind of a one-stop shop and I'm it's always about the ROI. Yeah. It is a whole food. And I think, you know, you, you raise one day, you raise, Something that I think is it is it such an important nuance about the supplements and the the kind of approach to thoughtful supplementation. There are certainly circumstances where it is necessary to piecemeal ingredients together, but you know, as part of Mother Nature, Mother Nature has um, has created. Um, delivery mechanisms for our bodies to receive nutrients in the form of food. Specifically with colostrum, is colostrum's really, it is, it only exists as a food. It's not like a plant that we've decided to make into a food. It's only purpose in existence is to be consumed for its health benefits, mm-hmm. milk, colostrum. So it's a whole food. And what that means is the way that the nutrients are paired together the way that they live in this matrix amongst other nutrients is in perfect form and perfect bioavailable form to be utilized by the body once it's ingested. And so it's really pur- purpose, uh, it's, it's purposed for use. It's, it's, it's delivery mechanism is already optimized for how the body is gonna, gonna receive it and, and translate that to to biological impact and health benefits. What I, what I express caution with sometimes in the supplement industry is this kind of arbitrary um, myopic view of like piecemealing individual things together artificially and delivering them into the body because we don't always know how that is going to impact the body. We can do things in test tubes and we can see how things are absorbed and such, but we don't actually know um, the full ramifications of it. And I, I see this with the probiotic industry, which, you know, kind of piecemeals individual organisms, individual bacteria into an artificial, you know, capsule and has you take them. And we know 80% 
of, of those organisms are dead before they even reach your gut. We know that these are, these are living organisms that are entering a, an already living ecosystem in your own gut of bacteria and how those bacteria are gonna to play together, we don't know. And it varies from person to person. And in some susceptible individuals, those bacteria or broken down bacteria, partially digested bacteria, can sometimes trigger an inflammatory response. And you know many people, I'm sure, who've taken probiotics and they, their symptoms get worse. They have more digestive issues or they have a flare of their autoimmune conditions. It's, it's not um, without risk to just artificially introduce organisms into the body um, because there are two different ecosystems that are now that you're now putting in contact with one another and your ecosystem is very unique to you. Mm-hmm. And so two people can have a very different experience. Um, and it's one of the things that I, that I love about colostrum. So colostrum is a rich source of prebiotics called milk oligosaccharides. Now, what are milk oligosaccharides? Milk or oligosaccharides are the most complete whole food form of prebiotics. They're not a plant fiber. They're a whole food source of prebiotics. And they only preferentially feed the bifido species, which means if you take a prebiotic, you feed the bad guys and the good guys in your gut. You feed the pathogenic bacteria and the helpful bacteria. If you take milk oligosaccharides from colostrum, only the helpful bacteria get fed. The other guys get starved. So you preferentially increase the population of beneficial bacteria. So it's safe because these are not living organisms. It's a prebiotic, it's a food for the bacteria, and it's a whole food form of them that's only helping the um, healthy population of bacteria. So here again, you have this example of this this superfood that um, is just particularly honed for the body. So I, if it is a, it is a complete replacement for probiotics, but to get probiotics, um, definitely whole food form is the best rather than a pill, you know, eat the, eat the fermented food. Don't, don't take it from a pill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what would you say is, uh, one of your, one of the most surprising benefits of colostrum from your perspective in the course of research that almost may have, if there is any, maybe there's none, uh, and that's okay if there isn't any, but I'm curious if you, from your lens through your education, when you saw this potential benefit of colostrum, you thought that's impossible. Ooh, well, I, it's hard for me to say these days that's impossible. I, mm-hmm. I, I live in a state of, of, I'm open to being wrong about almost anything, just <laughs> Just um, let me be wrong as quickly as possible. So I, I tend, I <laughs> yes. tend to, to not go in with too much judgment around the, around these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think something, you know, a lot of it is intuitive. You know, the allergy benefits are certainly intuitive, like that barrier in your lungs and, and sinuses. Gosh, it makes sense. That's how allergens are getting across into the body the digestive benefits, the, even the, the mood and brain health stuff. I think what, um, what I came to realize a bit later was, which, which is probably intuitive, but I don't think I made the link um, quite so clearly myself was, oh, the skin is a barrier too. 
Mm-hmm. So you can actually use colostrum. So colostrum, when ingested, has very potent benefits on your skin barrier. Number one, because it's repairing the whole body microbiome, unlike a probiotic, which is just working in the gut. So all of the bacteria, even on your skin, your skin microbiome is, is, is reaping the benefits of it. Um, but even topical applications of colostrum onto a wound or onto a rash, I guess it makes sense, but I hadn't made the connection. There is some quite very striking research on topical applications of colostrum. And I've certainly started to, you know, repurpose this myself with some, you know, skincare masks. And anytime I have a burn or a cut, even I had, I had, um, I ended up having to have surgery for this, for this, um, gut issue. I had, uh, I had, had most of my, most of my colon removed actually. So it's a, it a pretty big surgery, but with colostrum, with, with my product, I left the hospital the next day. The, the, I, the, the entire medical establishment was astonished with my recovery because it's so good at repairing all of the barrier surfaces, but I even used it on my surgical wounds. I had, mm. had such a quick recovery from it. So it's like my, um, think of that with such show, my, my big fat Greek wedding where they're like spraying Windex, <laughs> yes. off, spray Windex. It's kind of me now with my, with my armor claustrum, anything that's off a blemish, a cut, you know, my eyes a little puffy, just put, put some colostrum on it. (laughs) Oh, I love that. We all, we all need one of those. And I really, especially love how you've opted to package your product because it makes it so convenient. One, people don't like to take pills. I hear that at least once a day from clients or just people that I'm interacting with that have general questions about health and wellness and what they should do. Um, they don't want to take pills. So you've, you've eliminated that. And, and just the, the convenience of it, you're, you, and I'll let you expand on this and kind of how you came to this delivery mechanism, but I love the, uh, the blood orange flavor. I actually, it's almost too good to be true because it's really delicious and I'm drinking water anyway. So just to mix it in there and it mixed, I was surprised how well it mixed. I, didn't have, you know, sometimes you would expect maybe it to get clumpy and weird and just, you'd have to like choke it down or something, but it was actually delightful, like the flavor and it was a smooth mix into my water. So you've made it convenient as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how you arrived at that? Um, well, there's, there's a couple of things. So I'm, I'm glad you like the blood orange. I actually, I've, I'd always use the unflavored, the unflavored really doesn't taste like anything for your listeners. You really mix it into anything without altering the taste. So it's, it's easy to use. The only caveat is don't put it in anything hot for this same reason. We take so much care with the manufacturing to avoid that. It, it can destroy the bioactive integrity, but I've now come, come around and I'm, I'm using the blood orange a lot these days. I just love it. It's kind of pretty refreshing in the morning or for an afternoon, pick me up. Um, it's all natural, you know, pills are not a good form for colostrum. Number one, it's a food. So, you know, you should eat it like a food, but number two, it works in all the barrier surfaces. So it's really important that you put that powder in your mouth and it, and it goes up against your gums and you swallow it and it goes up against that barrier in your, um, in your esophagus and in your larynx and your, in your pharynx and in all 
all the way down your digestive tract. You don't want it covered in a coating because it's conferring protection along those barrier surfaces as it's going down. So you want it floating around. And I always say for anybody who has specific concerns or needs specific support around that upper GI portion, like any kind of um, mouth sores or um, uh, uh, dental issues, anything with reflux, probably just pour the powder right into your mouth and you kind of chew it around a little, it gets sticky, it sticks to your gums and your teeth. And that's a good thing. It's all that stickiness. It's just like potent contact with those mucosal surfaces and um, conferring all the benefits, all those peptides getting absorbed there. So um, the delivery mechanism is one of convenience because a powder is easy to mix everywhere, but it also makes it more effective product. Um, so that certainly, you know, is the kind of, um, thoughtfulness that went into, went into that delivery system and, you know, because it's safe to use at any age, mm. infants or old people, everybody in between the powder is really easy to add to an infant formula or to take, if you have difficulty swallowing, um, you know, it's just, um, uh, no matter, no matter what your preference is, you can make a powder work. So, yeah. Um, that's interesting about, I think I may have heard that a couple of times about the colostrum needing, you know, it's, it's a good idea to have it, you know, even just to like put it right into your mouth and, you know, you know, kind of chew on it a little bit. Is there anything else as far as just colostrum is concerned that you think that, that, well, one, I know a lot of people don't know about it. They, when I bring it up, I, I, it's rare that anybody knows what I'm talking about. So I, but I do think that that's changing. I do think that more people are discussing it, but then we land in that space of supplementation where there's the potential for marketing to really take a hold and start, you know, turning it into a, a you know, more about the, the product than it is about the benefit of the colostrum itself. Is there anything that you think people may have a misunderstanding about around colostrum or have you found any um, ongoing questions where people seem to have some concerns about, is it like sourcing or anything that, that comes to mind? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's genuine curiosity about it to your point. It's, and, and this was the, always the baffling thing to me. Nobody's heard of it. It's got all of this research. There two studies came out just in the past few years, three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing flu. It's been used wow. in Ayurvedic medicine for thousands of years. We, we used it to treat infections before there were antibiotics. And yet everybody is you know, championing all these other ingredients nowadays, mushrooms and collagen and things that are good, but they, they don't have anywhere near the data or the longevity of use or the efficacy of colostrum. And yet colostrum is still pretty unknown. And if you look for it on the market, it's pretty hard to find. It's pretty niche communities. Actually, bodybuilders know the most about it because all those growth factors and peptides are actually mm -hmm. very good for putting on lean muscle and accelerating yeah. shoe recovery and repair. So they, they're in the know on this. They've been using it for a while. Um, but otherwise, it looks almost like a pharmaceutical product. So it's really unknown to the mass market. It's a really novel thing. I think most of the curiosity is around sourcing 
um, you know, how do you, how do you get it? Um, it certainly isn't intuitive to people that, that humans are not the only ones that make colostrum. Most people know the word if they have children, um, but to think, oh yeah, cows make milk and dairy and they, there's colostrum there too, um, uh, is a point of discovery uh, for people. So I think it's, it's just learning more about what it is, where, where it comes from, because there's this superficial familiarity with it from breastfeeding. Um, but really not an understanding of, of where else it's found and how it po could possibly be, be accessible um, as a health tool. Yeah. Um, I know one of the other common questions I get about it is people who have severe dairy allergies are worried about using colostrum. Can you explain the difference between colostrum and milk? Yeah, well, I, I can only speak to armor colostrum. So armor colostrum does not contain casein. Casein is the most common allergen uh, for those who have a dairy allergy, um, and we don't we don't have that 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 protein casein. Um, and the the other issue is and that's for a true allergy. The other issue is most people who are, avoid dairy. Um, in, in my, in my conversations and be people who have intolerance symptoms, they get, um, uh, it's not a true casein allergy, but it's some kind of reaction to dairy. And usually that comes down to the processing. So those customers and the, the casein allergic customers, many of them use the Armra colostrum, um, and have no issue. They, they find it beneficial for other, um, health purposes. Uh, but again, it, you know, it varies by individual. Um, if, if the allergy isn't severe, you know, most people are willing to give it a try. The, the, the thing that it's, um, it does have is lactose. So those who are lactose intolerant, um, proceed with caution, but again, it's such a small amount that unless someone is extremely sensitive, it's usually not an issue. It's again, it's a half a teaspoon um, in a serving. So it's, it's a very small amount. Um, yeah. That helps. That's something I, I do believe is, is going to be a component of just people learning about this, but it's, it's yep. so, I think it's such a profound food <laughs> to, you know, to not have as part of your daily routine. I think, you know, the education is worth doing, which is another thing that Amra has done, um, I think really well as education, you guys put, I get your newsletters and they're always so informative. And I honestly, I rarely read the newsletters that I get, but yours, I love, will you share where, um, my audience can actually go to make sure that they get access to the newsletter, maybe can educate themselves a little bit more and try your products. Yes. Um, our, uh, website is www tryarmra, T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com. Um, and you can read more right on the website about our processes and more about the product. Um, and you can sign up for our newsletter there. And we have a lot of educational content um, with our newsletters. So I'm glad you enjoy it. Um, most people do. It's, it's, a, it's a plethora of information that um, is pretty curated and not necessarily available um, elsewhere because the uh, classroom is uh, an emerging area. So we're, we're happy to be at the forefront to educate everybody. Yes. I, and I really do. I notice it's, 
it's definitely something that's, that's unique. It's a lot of unique information that I hadn't read before. So I'm so appreciative of that. And I will put in the show notes links, um, more information about, uh, just the product itself where people can read more. So in case you're driving, you don't have to try to write things down now. I will have it in the show notes. And I just want to thank you again so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed chatting with you. Yes, you too. And anyone who's listening who has a family member or friend or someone who would find this information helpful, please share this with them. It helps a lot to, um, you know, just kind of champion each other to their, their most optimal self. So thank you for all for listening and have an incredible day. And I will see you all soon. Thank you for listening to Whole, Healthy and Free. I will be back soon with another edition of the podcast. I invite you to check out my next episode once it becomes available on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Until then, stay focused, insist on the truth, and do not quit. You are so much stronger than you realize.